Hello guys and welcome, welcome to, to Happy, Happy Single, Single Mums. Are you really just going to copy everything I'm saying? Yes! <laughs> Hello guys and welcome to Happy Single Mums, a podcast surrounding real single mummy life, talking about subjects from self-doubt to business to baby father drama, sex and loneliness. I want to ask real questions to my guests about real single mummy life. Can you really be happy? And can you be happy as a mum in general? Every episode will deliver the best hard-hitting topics surrounding mummy life and the innate goal to try and find real happiness. So here's your host, me, Khalifa. Hey guys, and welcome to the Happy Single Month podcast. I am your host, Khalifa. Today we have a magnificent lady from across the pond. Her name is Jennifer Perry. She is a life co- coach and a single mama and just making a difference in society in regards to empowering people. So I love the ethos of everything that she does. And that's why I have been so happy that she actually said yes and she would come on the platform. So please, Jennifer, please tell the audience a bit about yourself, your brand, your business, and how you help single mamas. Yes. Well, thank you so much for having me. I was really excited that we had an opportunity to connect. And before we even started, we were solving all the world's problems, right? We were yeah. just laying it all out, saying how wonderful women can handle things and, and times under stress. But I have been, um, uh, I was a single mom for a period of time in my life. I left my first marriage, was extremely, extremely abusive. So my, my uh, first husband went to prison and I had to raise our two boys. And um, it was very scary, right? And, you know, going through that time, well, gosh, this has been 30 years ago, um, you come out of a situation like that and domestic violence is already one of those things people don't want to touch. It's like, we don't want to, you know, we don't want to get involved in it. We don't want to get um, get tied up into whatever that mess was. So there was a lot of things that I had to figure out on my own. Here I was coming out, no child support, raised my children with no child support, um, didn't have somebody that I could co-parent with, right? He was gone. Uh, so I had to sort out everything by myself. And when you're coming out of something like that, you have, um, and for those of you who are listening who've experienced it, you're in survival mode, right? You forget what, forget who you were before. You forget um, what it is that you wanted before. And you know, at that point in time, you're just trying to do what you can to survive. And that's exactly what probably I would say the first year and a half of my life was was just about surviving. And I didn't have any money concept understanding. I didn't have like a babysitters. I didn't have like I literally had to sort it out all by myself. And it was very, very I look back on it and and I, you know, you can just start to get the overwhelm from 30 years ago even. Because when you're bobbing around out there alone, you don't know who to connect yourself with. You've just gone through this horrible period of your time of your life. And you have no trust. You have, yeah. There's just so many things coming out of that that I had to deal with. So what I decided shortly into my life's journey was that I needed to find a way to become for women the person that I needed and I couldn't find. And I started out in the financial services industry uh, because I had zero idea about 
how to make money, how to spend money, what I needed to do. And um, I started in, in financial counseling, consulting, sitting down with women that were coming out of divorce, abuse, single moms. I have a lot of single mom clients. Um, just to just to be there to say, listen, I've got you. I know what it's like. I've been there myself. Let's kind of pick up the pieces and move forward. So that started my career um, in financial services as really as a necessity for myself and as yeah. a way to really be there for other women. So that's what I was doing before I went full time into coaching. Yeah. And you mentioned about the fact that you were doing everything by yourself. Like, what could you tell us a bit about like dark days? Because I do find that. I said this on my platform before that when with my son's dad, when he said he wasn't interested and he left and all of that stuff, that as soon as he walked out of the door that I let depression walk in, anger, disappointment, and um, it became very, very comfortable. I would say I spent years just wearing that cloak of anger and wearing that kind of badge of I have been hurt. And um, my dark days became my normal every day. Um, but I had to just snap out of it. Um, how, or what, what tools or how, number one, how did you get out of your dark days? And uh, what tools could you let mums know about how to actually step out of that and not get so comfortable with being sad and not seeing a light at the end of the tunnel? That's a great question. Um, you know, there are a lot of of periods of my life that I look back on and they were very dark. And, and a lot of it was just believing for so long what somebody else told me I was or what they told me I would be or not be without them. So I had that, I had that mental, there was a lot of stuff that was renting space in my mind because I had allowed somebody else to really strip away my, my identity. And, and I spent a period of my life where I was like, well, you know, he's right. Uh, this is as good as my life is going to get. Nobody's going to want me. I'm not going to be successful. And I remember being in a support group, sitting there, and it wasn't where we were being given tools of how to make things better. We were all sitting there comparing whose story was worse, who had a who had a a, a, a worse husband, who had a really bad situation. Oh, well, you were, you know, you were this Well, I was this. It was, and I sat around and I, I went to these classes for like this group for about three times. And I stood up in the middle of it. And I said, and I looked at the instructor and I said, listen, this is not doing anything to help me heal me. This is not doing anything for my children at all. Mm -hmm. And I remember those times where I would come home and and they would ask me, you know, they were eight and four at the time that this all unfolded. And mm -hmm. they, you would think that a four-year-old wouldn't remember a lot, but there was a lot that they were exposed to. And there was a lot of healing that I knew, you know what, I have to spend the rest of my life making sure that my children get through this period of their life mm -hmm. intact, mentally, physically, spiritually, get through this period of this life knowing that None of this had to do with them. And then I had to prove to them because I was going to be it. I was going to be the example for them, you know, because he was, he was being sentenced to a very long time and I was going to be the example. I was going to be it. So I had to get my, you know, what together to show yeah. my kids 
you're going through something, but we're going to sort this out and we're going to get it through together. And I spent a lot of time with myself. You know, I knew at that point in time, you got to snap out of this. And I started rewriting my thoughts. And I thought, really? Nobody else is going to want to be with me. Nobody. I'm never going to be able to be successful. Like, what are you talking about? So it's almost like putting it up against reality, like testing something. You know, somebody says you're not worthy. Well, why? Give me the reasons I'm not worthy. Tell me why I shouldn't deserve being successful or my kids shouldn't be successful. Like, help me understand that. So you start having those honesty conversations with yourself and saying is this really factually based or is this just all up here and whose thoughts are they were they mine or were they his so I started sitting and 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 sitting in affirmations and saying you're going to do this you're going to find a way to do this and realizing that not only I would say my kids were my my reason behind a lot of why I started to take care of myself mentally first because I knew I had to show them And then when I saw they were in a good spot, I was like, you know what? I can own this 100% on my own. But I remember the dark days. It's okay to have feelings like you don't want to be here anymore. It's okay to have feelings like I disappeared. No one's going to miss me. I'm a horrible mom. I wrote a book, an ebook about mom guilt, why we have it, where it comes from, how to get out from underneath of it. Because I struggled with that, right? How could I have subjected my children to this I made? So there's... There are going to be a lot of dark moments in life. You just got to figure out how to sit in those moments and you're equipped to get out of them. Yeah. And I think I saw in one of your posts about triumphing um, over adversity that you have to triumph over. And I think that sometimes as moms that we know that there is um, a light at the end of the tunnel, but we can't picture it. And we have examples such as yourself, such as um, so many others wonderful single moms that have, they're, they're, they're financially stable, they're happy, they're remarried, their kids are thriving. And it's kind of like I mentioned earlier about wearing that cloak, not being able to actually take it off and then run towards that 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 goal. And it does break my heart sometimes because I was there for too long. I was there for too long. And hence why I called the, um, the podcast Happy Single Moms, because I feel like we need to actually realize that you can be happy. You can be happy at any stage of your life. Um, and I just wish that more mums would just grab it because it's just, you would spend like years being upset and angry and there's nothing you can do about it. And before you know it, your kid's five, your kid's 10, and you spend all those times just not letting them see a smiling, happy mom. And it's just, it's just, it breaks my heart. <laughs> You're right. It's a choice. Right. And sometimes the women that I work with don't know that there is somebody else that's out there who can show them a roadmap. Like, I know where you are at. I know exactly how you are feeling. I know exactly what you are thinking. And here is here's where you see it. You know, you're here. You know, you want to be here. Allow people to come into your life that shows you this is where you walk. It's just like I can't drive my car without my wheels on. Sometimes for a lot of women, they're missing that centerpiece. They're missing the GPS in their life. And they also don't have the strength to believe in themselves yet. So I always tell my clients, when we start working together, I'm going to give you my beliefs in you. You're going to hold them. You're going to borrow them. You're going to get yourself up. We're going to move forward. And there's going to be a period of time you're going to give them back to me. And it is literally going to be a 
like a ceremonial, like I was recently on vacation and one of my clients called me and she knew I was on vacation. And I was like, somebody, something better be wrong. She says, I just want to get you real quick. I'm calling you to give you back your beliefs. And I'm like, what? And she says, remember you said I would reach that point in my life where I knew I could do this without any help. I could stand on my own feet. She said, so I'm just giving them back to you so you can turn around and give them back to somebody else. And I was like, and it was such a, it caught me, it caught me dead in my tracks. And I'm like, oh my God, like that's, that to me, I want my clients to get to a point where they don't need me anymore because they believe in themselves so much and they're so confident that they can just go out and just, you know, take on the world and literally live the life that was waiting there for them. Yeah. And I do say that to a lot of single moms on, on my platform as well. I say to them that um, you have to learn how to trust yourself and you have to realize how badass you are. And and Jennifer, you are badass as well. The pure fact that you, you didn't have a support system, you weren't financially stable and you raised those two boys by yourself. You even then stepped out of your own comfort zone and went to a support group, even though it wasn't fulfilling what you necessarily wanted. But the pure fact that you can see a deficit and still then know that, do you know what I am lacking here? I need to address this and go go forward. But I say to moms that if you can be a single mom, there's nothing you can't do because that's the baddest society is against you. Your inner critic, that cow, <laughs> is against <laughs> you, you know? And your kids are constantly saying, mom, I need this, mom, I need that. So you are juggling all these balls and you're trying to tell me that you can't go for a promotion. You're trying to tell me that you can't start that business. Like, what can't you do if you can do that? So I think that we have to remember our previous triumphs, like you mentioned before, about our previous, we have, remember the thing, your former glories, quote unquote, remember your former glories, remember the, don't, don't let dust off your medals and see what you, what you can achieve as a, as a single mom. But Jennifer, you mentioned that you were like a financial consultant, yeah? Now, I think money, <laughs> quote unquote, is the biggest battle a lot of single moms face because you're just con the kids are constantly growing there's this that they need that summer club and holidays and so how did you manage to um how did you manage to do it girl <laughs> <laughs> well you know it wasn't it wasn't easy I ended up moving into a it was a duplex I remember it vividly and there was a, a there was a person that lived below me who was very she was we became instant friends and she was there to support me and and watch my kids while I was able to go work. I worked three jobs uh, and learned that th this was back before all the side hustles and the stay at home yeah. stuff was like really uh, front and center. So uh, I worked at a bakery. I worked at a call center. Um, I did some at home stuff that was, you know, data entry things. And I just knew that, you know, I had no choice. I had to make the money. I had to do what I needed to do. And now a lot of the single moms that I work with, you know, the technology has evolved. And yeah. there are so many of them that are stay-at-home moms and, you know, going going through a divorce and they've never worked or there's a lot of things that they have to figure out around their children's schedule. And I have met some amazing women who are just, you know, boss moms and mom mom mompreneurs is what they call themselves. <laughs> And they're doing side hustles at home. They're things they, they've created blogs. They've created taken hobbies and turned them into business. There, we as single moms are very resourceful. 
you just make it happen yeah yeah and I do have this um about you said about being resort I do have this um what's in your fridge theory that I say to moms that no matter how much our kids are like oh mom I'm hungry um they'll look inside the fridge you'll say nothing's there then you look inside the fridge and somehow you can rustle something up there's something a skill uh um something that you have that, that you can make um, money from. We all have a God-given skill. And if you don't know what it is, ask a friend. They might say, did you know what? You bake really good cakes or you're a magnificent coach or your story, for example, like you, Jennifer, your story um, transitioned you to becoming a coach. So there's something that we all have innately within us that we can actually monetize. And we absolutely yeah and I do feel like especially and I for years I I stayed in a job that I hated and I used to cry every day going into work because I needed to make ends meet and I then changed my career I had a pivot because I started resenting my child and we have to remember that you don't want to be that mom that just thinks I lived my life for you you need to let me see my grandkids now, you know, like, right, 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 right. Carve out a life for yourself or else you're going to be that mom that just says, you're not good enough for my son, (laughs) you know? So we, we, as, as single moms, we have our kids lives that we're trying to tell, tell them how to go step by step. And as well as our own lives as well. And if you do not carve out your life, you would have that empty shell syndrome that a lot of moms do have. And you try and live your life vicariously through your kids. So please, ladies, just think about what your passions are and just go for it because there's no round two. This is not Nintendo. Like you don't die and then wake up again. Like this is it. (laughs) (laughs) And you're exactly right. One of the things you said is so important that you always have to be your number one priority. Always. Because if you are not taking care of you, you cannot be fully present and there for your kids or for anybody else that that needs you in their life. And, you know, a lot of moms I see, too, that they don't they they talk about boundaries. I lay boundaries with the kids or boundaries with my family or boundaries with my friends. They may have all these boundaries. They just don't enforce them. So it's about making sure that you are a, a priority in your life and the boundaries that you have are enforced and people understand that. And get the kids involved. You know, well, there's nothing in the fridge. I remember doing that with my children. I'm like, really? Let's go in here. We've got this. You figure out what we're going to have for dinner. And you engage them in it. And they, they're they like, oh, you know, they put it together. And they're the first ones to tell you if it's good or bad, right? Yes. So getting them involved in that, giving them some ownership over it, giving them a little bit of a say in what they're doing, but still holding those boundaries, that's yeah. and enforcing them. That's very, very Oh important. my God, I love that. Yeah, I love that. You, they have to have boundaries or else you just live your life for them. And I I was guilty of that because I felt like there was a lot of stigma at being a single mom. So then I joined the PTA. I was baking cakes. I didn't know how to bake and I hate baking. Making my son go to boxing club, drumming club, this club. And I was, I ended up just sitting in my, in my room, drinking and crying, thinking I cannot be this mom like I I I, I sat him down I was like what club do you actually want to be in <laughs> like what club because I can't kill myself and he's like mom I don't really like the club I was just doing it because of you because of society and because I thought that this is what a mom is meant to be this is what a mom's meant to do so we need to just yeah just breathe and take them along as well and let them know that we make mistakes we make mistakes on a daily basis and we have to ask for forgiveness as well as forgive our kids from when they, they make their mistakes but this is my final question actually 
Now, um, <laughs> you mentioned earlier that you are, you're now married, um, happily married, because I can see a smile on your face. Yeah. Um, how did that happen, number one? And what advice would you give to mums listening to trust themselves again, to believe in love, um, and also to kind of um, know when their kids are ready to encounter uh, another person or if this is the first time they're even going to have like a, a father figure. So what advice would you give? And tell us a story as well. <laughs> <laughs> so, um, yes, my husband and I have been together for nine years. We've been married for six years. Yeah. And um, how we met is I used to have a financial radio show and he called in at that point in time looking for financial help. And, um, you know, from there, it just... It, I I am now the in-house financial counsel in our in our marriage. So um, that's how we met. It was just yeah. by a chance. He needed something that I was able to provide. Um, and we are, I mean, I should have married. I put it this way. I wish I would have met him a long time ago. However, I don't know if I would have been mentally healthy and in the right space yeah. to appreciate all that he is. So I can honestly tell you for women who are listening and they don't want to open themselves up to it and they're scared, especially they're scared for their kids is you've got to, you've got to give yourself the opportunity to find that happiness. And I think if you work on you first and you sit and you make your list, like I been through divorce and I literally had a checklist of if the person comes into my life and they meet all of these boxes then I know that they were sent to me. And my husband not only checked off every one of those boxes, he brought in some of his own boxes and added them on there. Just have a list of what it is that you envision for yourself. Set your boundaries for making sure that they check off all those boxes and that if you are coming out of a relationship and you want to go into something slow, just say that. Just make sure your cards are on the table. Make sure that you feel comfortable the, the person that you're that you're working with is honoring yeah oh, just, yeah. just just make sure the person that you're that you bring into your life is honoring all the things that you want before you bring your children involved in it you know mm-hmm. but you've got to be open to the opportunity that there's something extraordinary out there for you and that comes down to a relationship too brilliant and did your were your did you speak to the kids about okay mommy's starting to date now and well my my boys are older but I can tell you that that my husband has become the father they never had. And they appreciate him now because they're adults. Yeah. So he helps them make like big decisions about yeah. things in life. And they he loves them as much as he loves me. So oh, that is so and so important. Make sure that whoever it is in your life honors your relationship and respects your relationship with your children just yeah. as much as they want to have a relationship with you. You see, I kind of gave up on love, but you're making me believe again. I need to write down the list. Make your list. Set your priorities. Make your list. Find the one that checks them off. Oh, brilliant. And have you got anything exciting, um, any projects that you're executing at the moment? um, And where can single moms find you on social media for coaching? Um, And yeah, surviving 2024 (laughs) because we need to survive this year. So everything that I have taught my clients for over 20 years, I've pulled together and I put together in a program, which is now available worldwide. So if you go to my website, it's jenniferperry.com. My last name is spelled P-E-R-R-I. So jenniferperry.com, you can learn how to work with me. No matter where you are in the world, you can have access to the program. I'm very 
uh, active on social media. So you can find me on Instagram as you found me, J, uh, J Perry Coaching. I just did a TV show with Lisa Nichols, and I'm doing a book with her that's releasing in the spring. And there are a lot of other just extraordinary things ahead for me this year. So I would love to be able to connect and support with everyone who's listening. Brilliant. Jennifer, thank you so much. And guys, by the way, Lisa Nichols, I actually have her on my vision board. I had her on my vision board from last year saying that I am going to interview her because I remember they were in one of my dark days. Um, I went on YouTube and usually on YouTube, when you type in single motherhood, it's just negative. Never date a single mom, blah, 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 blah. But I saw her video and I was so encouraged and I cried and I put her on my um, 2023 vision board saying I actually want to interview this woman because she really helped me during my dark days. And it's so crazy that you've done a book with her. So I know. so yeah. like one step closer, right? One step closer to it. And I, you know, I would, I would reach out to her. She has an incredible story and she's an incredible person. So um, I, I, I hope you get closer to it. I hope you can take I, that off your vision board for this year. Definitely, definitely, definitely. Jennifer, thank you so much for, for giving me your time because you cannot buy um, time in Target <laughs> and you gave me <laughs> your time today. And thank you for blessing us with um, your encouraging words. And thank you for also um, believing in yourself and raising your magnificent boys and believing in love again because people like you empower People like us that are just looking for um, single moms that have done it and single moms that are thriving. So thank you, thank you, thank you for everything that you're doing for our thank community. Thank you for having me here. Thank you, thank you.